This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer. If you'd like to hear more information about our show today for listeners in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva phone number is 262-729-4128. For listeners in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Feel free to reach out to us on our website, which is www.kramer.com investmentservices.com. Kramer is K-R-A-M-E-R. And while on our show, while on our website, you can view the last couple of our podcast shows by clicking on both the media and library tabs. And you can listen to the past five of our episodes. For people who are subscribing to Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts, you can listen to all of our past shows. Feel free to reach out to us if you'd like to schedule a meeting, if you just have questions, if you'd like to do a Zoom call. We're we're here to help. So for the past couple of podcast shows, we've been talking a lot about income and budgeting and how do we make that money last for the rest of our lives. One of uh, the more common questions I get is about property and specifically in the area of inheritance, both from the parents' perspective as well as the children's perspective. There's a lot of laws pertaining to it. And then plus market forces have changed that have kind of changed what the mindset normally would be of a child inheriting property. But before we get into this topic, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Wow. This sounds like a very timely show, at least for myself, because I've been dealing with this with my dad inherited uh, his uh, some farmland and the farm uh, from his father. And we've been going through this, uh, how things were set up. And my mom and dad aren't doing too well, so we had to set it up. How would it be passed to me? And because I'm an only child, there aren't any siblings involved, which simplifies things, but also makes it harder in certain aspects. Like my f mom and dad need care, and I'm about three and a half hours away. So I've been dealing with this, but we don't want to leave our loved ones in a bad situation. So I'm glad we're going to talk about this today. Oh, absolutely. The, the fact is deciding what to do with a family property is very emotional and it's an yeah, important financial decision. Uh, but today it's a different world in that the price of real estate, and you would think today with rising uh, mortgage interest rates that the home market would be primarily declining in the United States. When in fact, we're seeing the opposite for most of the country. So real estate prices are up there. Uh, so a lot of people are feeling pressure right now to consider selling their parents' home upon inheritance and also doing renovations 
you know, getting a contractor to complete a job on time, plus the the shortages on uh, parts and labor, uh, adds to a lot of extra stress. And so, what all too often now is being done is the sale of a property instead of doing a fixer-upper, just putting it on the market. And in most communities throughout this country right now, real estate is just moving off the shelves. Um, yeah, we're, we're seeing this in my areas. Now, today I'm in McHenry, Illinois. Uh, this area is doing well, but in my other office area out near Lake Geneva, it's unbelievable how quick real estate is moving. And, oh, it's nuts, isn't for, it? I mean, yeah. even with high interest rates, it continues to move uh, pretty well. Yeah, we're not seeing an impact at all in most communities. I know there are some yeah, that are very struggling. Little. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a this is an issue here. Um, yeah. Now, we're going to talk about this. Um, you know, more than they say, based on a study done by Charles Schwab, seventy percent of parents plan to. Uh, name their child as the beneficiary of their property. But all sure. too often, that's their intent, but they never list it out anywhere. You know, most people do oh, not boy. have trusts. And you could go to the Register of Deeds and fill out a form. It's called a transfer on death form. Give it to the yep. Register of Deeds. It just costs a minimal amount of money for the uh, the Register of Deeds to process it. And that helps to avoid probate. So all too often, the home goes through the kids through a uniform will that's in every state throughout this country. And there's a delayed process through that. And that could be averted by the parents either having a trust where the transfer of deed form is also completed, or to also just do it on your own if you don't need a trust or want one. Uh, that's a very important part of this is, you know, we're going to get into the legal aspects of this because there's a number of questions I've fielded over the years regarding property, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a mess, and there are special circumstances with family farms if they were homesteaded, if you're going to plan on hanging on to the land or keep farming, I know that uh, the state of Minnesota, at least where my grandfather's farm was, there are exceptions. So you don't want to just assume um, my dad and his siblings got hit with a, they got a call from the estate planning attorney and a CPA saying, oh, you collectively, not each individual, but uh, your grand, your father's estate, uh, the, the estate taxes are 200 and $24,000. And this is due by June 12th. Wow. That's not <laughs> something you want to get. No, no. But uh, my my dad's sister, my aunt, and, uh, and uh, two of the others, they were just uh, like, oh, wow, I don't know where we're, we're going to have to figure this out. But they were ready to, they're cutting checks. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> don't just assume. Let's get a second opinion on Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Because the, there are things like step up a basis. And each state has different, and I'm like, I'm sure that there's extenuating circumstances with this situation. So you want to work with not only a financial professional like yourself, but you want to know work with an estate planning attorney who knows your attack, your state's laws when it comes to inheriting property. That's right? right. So each state is different. You're right, Tony. Perfect. The federal government, let's pre predominantly talk about their law. Uh, to sure. this, because I know a number of listeners out of state, you know, are listening yeah. to this. So let's let's yep. keep it to the federal. Sure. And that 
when a parent or the last surviving parent passes away, there's a immediate stepped up basis. And for most listeners, they're like, well, what, what does that mean? That just means that the value of your property at the time of passing immediately becomes the principal or the tax write-off amount so that if the children were to sell that property, and we just talked about it, a lot of children today are gonna sell off that property due to circumstances, they will not pay taxes on the amount of what it was valued that day of passing. So let's say, for example, because of home prices are just going through the roof right now, the parent's home, which was, you know, wasn't worth that much over a number of years, all of a sudden is up to $600,000. And the last surviving parent passes away. And the value of it is at the time of passing $600,000. If it remains at 600000 while they sell that property, they will owe zero taxes on it. Let's say by the time they actually get through, you know, looking at everything with the, the home and, and, um, you know, clearing it out, taking, you know, months in order to put it up for sale, all of a sudden it grows to $700,000, which is great. They're just going to have to pay the tax on the difference between six hundred dollars and $700,000 at that point in time. Um, so that that is a big advantage with real estate. It's also the same law as it pertains to stocks and bond type of investments, as long as it's not held in a uh, IRA type of an account. Um, that's an important aspect of this is that a lot of people are concerned they're going to get hit with a lot of taxes. A lot of people are surprised. No, that doesn't work out that way. Yeah. 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 And you want to have somebody who, who's dealt with this before. And that's why it's great to have a guide like yourself. And I know you work alongside some really good estate planning attorneys to make sure people aren't uh, people have it set up so they're not leaving their loved ones with a burden and so you can uh, minimize that tax burden as well. That's right, right. And now let's shift gears here and let's talk about it from the parents' end of things. And they want to start doing some planning ahead of time. You know, many parents are, have considered gifting the house outright while they're still living over to their children. And many times they've heard, well, you know, if I gift it over to my children, therefore it won't be lost in the event I need long-term care and I'm not, I'm, I'm not covered for that. Well, that could be a big, big mistake because you are going to lose or the children are going to lose that stepped up basis uh, when uh, you pass away. So while they get that home, it's it's the stepped up basis is gone. It goes back to whatever was originally put into that home and over time with up you know upkeep with renovations, they're gonna have to figure all that information out and good luck for most children getting that information. Uh, most children have no idea when the, when this situation happens. And um, sometimes it's gifted months before they pass away and they didn't realize that they just created a massive tax event for them. Wow. And that's just yeah. not good planning. The other thing is, because long-term care is fielded into this type of question, if you have a, um, a parent who needs long-term care, that surviving spouse is going to be able to keep that home while he or she is still living. You know, most, I, I believe just about every state in this country, you're allowed to keep your car, your home, 
um, a certain amount of your retirement assets. Now, for most states, it's going to be fifty to fifty-two thousand dollars. You're going to be able to keep. Um, that's not going to leave the surviving spouse with very much. They might take a portion or all of the individual who's needing the care, Social Security and or pension. Uh, so it could be a really rough go of it. But that home is not going to be touched until the last surviving parent passes away. And that's where Medicaid, obviously, they're the payer of a lot of long-term care in this country. But they also try to get that money back upon the last surviving parent to pass away. And so estates are essentially gone in many instances because of the cost of long-term care. So now Medicaid, Medicaid gets involved during that sale and they will recoup out what they've already paid into it. So when we talk about gifting property, invariably it gets into other topics including long-term care because these are things people need to know about before they decide whether to gift early or not to gift. And all too often it makes good sense not to gift in the vast majority of situations. Yeah, there you go. And so uh, there are so many rules and changes and nuances, especially when you dig into the tax aspect of this. It does. And and inheritance, that's why it's complicated. You don't want to go it alone. You don't want to make any assumptions, right? That's right. And one other aspect I want to bring into this. So you, your, your, your grandfather, that was farmland, correct? Yes. Okay. And so back in the 90s, this was a big problem for farmers, is that the estate tax uh, amount was for any asset over, I believe it was $650,000. Yeah. And so a lot of farming communities, they just bought irrevocable trusts. They would set up life insurance contracts inside these irrevocable trusts. It was very, very popular back then. And what that would do is it would exempt the the farm assets from the estate tax because it was irrevocably owned and the federal government, there was no creditors that could go after the assets once they're held within that irrevocable trust. Um, and the recipients of that land had the same stepped up basis that was available to them back then. It was a win-win essentially. Yep. Now, when money is put into an irrevocable trust, it's very limited as to how you can get money out of that irrevocable trust. But for farmland, that's an illiquid asset anyways. You know, for a lot yeah. of, you know, like for equipment, very expensive stuff, farmers were really hit more than anybody when it came to that estate tax. So they pushed it way out. And I believe today it's like at $11.5 million. So it's really difficult for even most farmers to go past that amount. But there are certainly corporate yes. farmers that will blow way yeah. past that even. Irrevocable trusts are still not very attractive because they've changed the nuances. The, ma the major thing that's been lost here and it w is because of the stepped up basis is gone if you set up an irrevocable trust. Now, if it was set up way back when, before they changed the rules, you were grandfathered. But if you set up an irrevocable trust today, you are creating a big tax problem for your inheritors. Um, right. The objective, though, is to to protect your money from, let's say, Medicaid, uh, long-term care expenses. But that qualifies you for Medicaid quicker. And in this day and age, if you have the means to support um, 
a private paying arrangement for long-term care, much better care is going to be given to that individual than being on Medicaid. So an irrevocable trust helps to get you in quicker into Medicaid. There's, there's so many laws by state pertaining to this. Typically, there's a five-year look-back period once you set up these types of trusts, because uh, if you end up needing to file for Medicaid within five years of setting up that trust, that trust is null and void. The government's still gonna get access to that money. Mm. But after five years, you're home free. But again, you're qualifying for Medicaid quicker. I'm not sure that's a good thing. Other than you are gonna be leaving more money to your loved ones, but again, the property, those stocks, bonds that you own, you've lost that market value cost basis upon death. It goes back to the original cost basis. And for a lot of uh, family members, how are you going to be able to obtain that information? So that's where really getting getting and talking with a good financial advisor, a tax attorney could be invaluable in this process. Oh, yeah. You have to have one. Absolutely. That's very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of this with enhanced planning or estate planning, um, you want to leave a legacy. You don't want to leave any burdens. And it gets so tricky. I just can't believe all there is to know. And there are so many ways to make mistakes that are going to be very costly. That's that's what you have to avoid. That's why you have to find the right professionals to work with. And uh, Jim, if they want to give you a call, and have questions about this, how can they get a hold of you? Okay, if you are in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva phone number is 262-729-4128. If you're in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. All right, well, great show today. I think this topic is very, very important. And uh, I know you have a big week plan, don't you? Yes, it's been very busy, Tony. I do uh, financial seminars, and it's, we have a lot of activity, so I'm doing a lot of meetings. Yep, yep. Well, that's good. Well, great show today. And uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.